Welcome to This is Cheaper Than Therapy. Please enjoy your session. Hello, everyone. How are we doing today? I am just really white knuckling until Easter time. I cannot, uh, I, I no longer can deal with the gray shittiness that is this weather. This is the worst part of the winter for me. I just really lose all mental capacity and motor function. I really just regress into an infant, truthfully, at this point in the winter. I really just can no longer deal with life and require that all of my meals be spoon-fed to me and my ass be wiped and tucked into bed at night. I just can't. I can't deal. Truly from like Valentine's Day to like mid to end of March, I just absolutely lose my shit and cannot function as a normal human being. It's just, it's a, seasonal depression is not the word. It's really just loss of humanity. I am just, I have completely become a shell of myself. And I don't know about you, maybe everybody else is in the same boat. Maybe you're just one of those like freaks of the week that enjoy the the despair, gloom, and dread that come with this time of the year. And that's fine. If that's your journey, I respect you. Uh, but you're not normal and you should probably see somebody. And that's and that's that. What is with people going out for casual leisurely walks in this weather? And by casual leisurely walks, I mean like they're dressed like they're ready to invade Poland. Like they've got like the backpack, the camelback with water. They've got like the camo on. They've got like a Gilligan hat. And they're just casually walking up and down like a main road. Like they're training for some kind of triathlon. What do you have to prove? I don't understand. Like do you think that, you know, we're just all so in awe of your stamina and your uh, just stickiness, like your outdoorsiness, your ruggedness. It's like nothing will stop me. I don't care if it is apocalyptic. I will not be denied my daily walk down the main route of town. Like why do you do this? I don't understand. It's really, for me, it's really just about insecurity. Like these people must cry themselves to sleep every night. That's really what I think when I see people doing these kinds of things. It's just like, what do you have to prove? What are you hiding? What are you overcompensating for? And personally, I think it's either an inverted penis. Like you must. I don't I don't know why else you would have to prove your manly ruggedness by walking in five degree rainy ass shitty weather. If you want to walk the streets with a backpack full of piss, like I, that's your prerogative. I do not judge here. That's entirely up to you if that is your therapy, if that is your journey, if that's how you sleep at night without the night terrors, then that's fine. More power to you. So in a recent episode, I talked about how, um, you know, not anxious of a bitch that I really am. Like I don't have panic attacks. I don't have problems with anxiety and I shit you not. God heard me say that from my mouth to God's ears, heard me say that and is like, um, okay, ho, uh, you are not better than people. And we're going to hit you with some like crippling anxiety. I'm going to chalk this one up to the weather too. Like I said, this is not something that I naturally suffer from. But ever since I said that, I shit you not, like I have been having dreams of like abductions and horrible things happening. Like my husband dies, my children are flushed down the toilet, like someone puts their head in an oven. Like I have just been like 
crippled with anxiety ever since I said that. And you know what? Joke's on me. Thank you, Christ. I appreciate you uh, really knocking me down a peg and keeping your girl humble. Absolutely understood. Lesson learned. I will no longer speak about my lack of anxiety because now I have anxiety. I fully have anxiety. Like everywhere I go, I'm like, like a fucking Navy SEAL. I'm like looking for an exit. I'm like, like looking for people who look fucking sketchy. Like it's just, it's, I'm on high alert at all times. And I'm just like hyper vigilant and hyper aware. And I'm like, how do people live like this? Like, this is awful. Like mental illness is obviously not a joke. I know I talk about it very casually here, just like in passing. Um, usually I just pick the low-hanging fruit and make fun of people. But honestly, I have been hit with some real shit lately. And you know what? It's really not a joke. But like all things in life, for me anyway, it's not like a clinical issue. Uh, it's mind over matter. And I am going to push through and keep on trudging. And hopefully when some sunshine finally breaks through this like web of just shitty gray clouds. I will get back to my to my wonderful self. So life update. My three-year-old daughter just figured out potty training. Oh my god. She's shitting and pissing on a toilet like a real person and I could not be more filled with parental pride. Also consumed with relief. When I tell you that potty training a child's of the uh, level of stubbornness that my child possesses is uh, Navy SEAL training adjacent level psychological warfare. And I almost died. I almost fucking passed away. This child, when I tell you, pulled out all of these like crazy Jedi mind tricks for the past, I would say probably two months. We've gone at this a couple times. Like we've tried to uh, get, cause she's fully ready, right? Like, you know, everybody's like, oh my God, you, it's, it, you have to wait for your kids to be ready, which is absolutely true. But my issue was that I knew she was ready. She like hated being in a diaper. She could walk you through the whole process of shitting on a toilet. She tried to get her dolls to do it. She tried to get her younger sister to do it. So at least I would, you know, it, it would defer my attention from her to my younger child because my younger child is a NASA scientist and has like also fully shit and pissed up on a toilet before by herself. Um, she was really trying to like, you know, get out of this little sticky situation she found herself in and back into the fully wrapped comfort of a diaper. And mama was not having that. I know I sound like a psychopath. I know I sound like the worst parent in the in the fucking world on this podcast. But truthfully, I am like a very, I'm actually like a very strict parent. And I don't take shit from my kids, much less a kid who is three. It's just not, it's just not my vibe. So I was like, listen, I know you're ready. You know you're ready. I gave her like the Friday night lights pump up speech. I'm like, we're going to do this. We're going to do it together. I do it. Daddy does it. Grandma and grandpa do it. Auntie, auntie this, auntie that. Everybody does it. Okay, we're going to get through this. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's let's do it, mom. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, bitch. Like, she seemed fully on board. When it came down to put ass to seat, not having it. Not having it. And if you know what it's like to physically oppose a three-year-old who is being non-compliant with your request like you pick her up 
she's kicking and screaming and clawing the shit out of your face. Just like, just completely destroying your physical body. Um, you know that getting them to sit on a toilet seat and stay on a toilet seat is much easier said than done. Like I said, she was very into it, like fully understood what was being asked of her. She knew all the things. She's like, yeah, I sit and then I let my pee out and then I wipe my butt or I say, mama, come wipe my butt. And then I flush and then I wash my hands and then I'm done. She would literally say it just like that. And then go full floppy fish when I would try and actually put her ass on the toilet. And this charade carried on for, mm, I would say, probably a good four months. I am not a particularly stressed person. I, you know, for better or worse, possess the confidence of a... Um, I'm trying to think of someone who is really, really confident but shouldn't be really confident. I don't know. You can come up with some kind of analogy for me. But I possess the comp. I, I fully believe that I am capable of anything um, and that, yeah, I mean, obviously I can do this, like 100%. Like my kid is going to potty train. We're going to do it this way. This is the time we're going to do it. She ruined me. I was questioning my entire existence. Should I be a parent? Should I just give these two up for adoption? Obviously, I'm not cut out for this shit. She is running my ass right now. And I've got to say, um, I was never at a lower point. Potty training a stubborn child is not for the faint of heart. I don't know what happened. We put it to bed for a little while. This was a couple months ago when we were, it was like, it was really unhealthy. Like, really, really unhealthy. Like, it became a power struggle. She was freaking out all the time. I was freaking out all the time. She was like fully just like became a different kid. And my oldest child is a happy-go-lucky, hilarious, just like joyful, joyful human being. Has like never had a bad day in her life. And it became a deeply, deeply unhealthy process that fundamentally changed her personality for I would say a solid two months. It's like, you know what? This isn't worth it. Fuck it, diapers aren't that expensive. Like, you can keep shitting in a diaper for until kingdom come, as far as I'm concerned. Like, this is not worth the battle. Fast forward, like, I don't know, a month or so. I'm like, honey, we really need to learn to pee in the potty. I just signed her up for school. I can't even, I can't even, I just signed her up for school. She's going in the fall. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I think about it. Maybe that's why I'm anxious. Oh my God. I just had a breakthrough. I have dreams now all the time that this particular child, my older daughter, gets lost somewhere. Like we're getting on a train. The door's closed. She's like standing on the side of the, you know, on the platform and we're in the car and the train goes. I'm like, Maybe that's what it is. It's detachment. I am terrified of being detached from her. Oh my God. You are seeing some raw, real, live, sticky shit happening right now. I figured it out. Okay, well now that I've identified the problem, I can work with the problem. That makes me feel so much better. That's exactly what it is. You know how you like, you don't know what's going on in your subconscious. You have like a weird feeling and shit's just off and then you think about it or it just comes to you and you're like, bam, bitch, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. I'm fucking terrified. Okay. 
Well, now that we've uh, identified the issue, we can really, uh, we can unpack it later. I'll, you know, later. Anyway, fast forward a couple months later, a couple weeks later, I'm like, you know what, honey? You're going to, you're going to school in the fall. You really need to learn to pee and poop in the potty. She's like, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm like, uh-huh. You've said this before. You know, we've talked about this before, and you were, you were fully on board, and then you decided to just um, pull some, like I said, Jedi mind tricks on me, and I was like, nope, not today, Satan. I'm not shitting on that toilet. That's a conspiracy. I, I know where this goes. Now you're going to try and take all my money, and the government's going to overthrow the people. I don't know. I'm like, uh-huh, okay. We've tried this before, and then when I tried to get you to actually act on what you've just agreed to, you were like, mm -mm, not today, Satan. I'm going to shit in this diaper until I'm 24, and that's just how it's going to be, Mom. When it came time to actually, you know, put her on the toilet and let her go, she's like, mm -hmm. and then she went. What? It was the craziest thing because I cannot stress enough how deeply unhealthy and power struggle gridlock Israeli Palestinian fighting people things geopolitical issue level psychological warfare this actually was and for her to just be like okay cool I get it and just sit I'm like I need a vodka I need a vodka. I need to sit and I need to have a vodka because I just exerted so much fucking energy and so much time just being consumed by the thought of my kid's never going to shit in the toilet. She's going to be sick. She's going to go to kindergarten still wearing a diaper. Like, what am I going to do? Like, she was not having it. So, yeah, I mean, things resolve themselves. Parents, if this is a struggle you are currently dealing with, have faith. Just keep... Uh, I guess reintroducing it to your kid and sooner or later they just unfuck themselves and they're like, yeah, let's do this. Okay, let's shit in the toilet. I'm like, God damn. So I'm just, I'm just fresh off a uh, nice new Brazilian wax. It makes me feel fun. It makes me feel frisky. It makes me feel better than people. I love a smooth vagina and butthole. I just, I don't feel right without one. And I have it professionally done, obviously, as everybody should. It is not a DIY project, although there was a time in my life where I did believe it was a DIY project, and I glued my labias together. I glued my labias together. It was, I don't know, I want to say it was like 2015, 2016. I think it was 2016 because it was after I was married, and I'm like, you know what? I need a wax. I don't have time to go get one. Like, let me get into Pinterest and see if I can find myself a DIY recipe. You know, it's just wax. Like, how hard could this possibly be? Get on the Pinterest, and I find this recipe. It's like, you know, beeswax and sugar and, uh, you know, some other things, some, like, coconut oil and whatever. I'm like, cool. I have all these things. I can whip this up in my kitchen. Not a big deal. Um, it's like, you know, you use cloth. I'm like, yeah, got it. No problem. I melt the beeswax. I throw in the sugar. I, you know, put some some coconut oil in there for some ungodly reason. I don't know why the recipe called for that, but it did. And I am obviously not an expert nor a professional and did not feel the need to question the recipe, nor should I have. But anyway, 
I cook this crack up in my kitchen and literally in a Pyrex, like giant measuring cup. And I proceed to slather my puss with, with this concoction. And the directions state that you're supposed to like let it set, let it cool, obviously, before you slather your, your lady loins with it. And then, um, you know, when it's still tacky, you lay down the sheet and you rip it the fuck off. And if you've ever had a Brazilian wax done, it is not a pleasurable experience. But the but the reason it's much more traumatic at home is one, because you run the risk of gluing your labia together, which I of course did. And also because you don't really have the proper like leverage point. Like when you're getting a wax, the the wax technician is standing above you and can therefore um, gain a better angle on the strip and they're holding the skin like they're applying counter pressure it's an art form really and when you're laying on your bathroom floor just like spread eagle in a mirror trying to make sure that you don't you know get it in your butthole or you know cause yourself any kind of permanent damage you can't really hold the butt cheek and rip and do the thing it, like it's just it's not a good idea like don't do it uh, like your tits get in the way. It's just like you're, you're, it's an awkward angle and it's just, it's not good. Like don't do it. So I'm laying there. I have slathered my vagina with this, you know, crack concoction I've cooked up in my kitchen and I apply the cloth strip, which was really just like a cut up dish rag. <laughs> Maybe that was my fatal error. I'm not really sure, but I proceed to try and rip it off and I do I ripped it off I also ripped off seven layers of skin um there was blood there was actual like blood that came like literally my skin started bleeding as if someone had just sliced me up it was horrible and I think I put the wax on it was still a little bit too runny like it didn't really stay in place and dripped into the crack of my vagina, gluing my labias together. I couldn't pee. Like, from, like, top to grundle. Like, from clit to grundle, I was sealed shut. Like, not open for business, could not pee, could not, like, nothing. Like, you could not even get, like, a finger in there to help wedge it open. No. It was horrendous. So I'm like, what, what the fuck do I do? And it was, it was like, you know, like that recent viral thing that happened with the girl who like, who gorilla glued like her hair to her head or something like that, whatever it was like this, it was a gorilla glue level vagina binding, labia binding shit. I don't know what I put in this, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. I was in so much pain. I couldn't even like you don't realize like your vagina is sliced open, right? Like there's a cut, you have two labias, it's like a hot dog bun. And when you're walking, you don't realize like there's motion there. And for good reason, like you need to be able to spread your legs far enough apart to make walking meaningful, to get, you know, steps in, to go the distance. I couldn't walk. Every step that I took that was more than six inches literally felt like I was ripping my vagina off of my body. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. So now I'm panicking because I'm like, what 
what do I do? Is this just my life from now on? Like, do I have a, a glued shut vagina? Like, Misha's going to have something to say about this. Like, this is not a good look for your girl. So I start Googling. As any sane person would, how to unglue your vagina, waxing issues, you know, what? like, how do I dissolve homemade wax? Like, what, what do I do? This goes on for... I was home alone. I think my I think my husband was like away on like a work trip or something. I was home by myself. I pretty sh- I was like I was panicking. I'm like I'm going to die here. Like something bad is going to happen. Like my pee is not going to come out. I actually did end up having to pee and um I pretty much just held it until I figured out the situation. It took me literally 6 hours. And pretty much what I had to do <laughs> I got, I set up a mirror in the same position that I got myself into this mess in. I laid on my bathroom floor, spread eagle, butthole towards the mirror, and I get a butter knife and some coconut oil. This is what the Google machine told me to do. It's like if you have any kind of uh, beeswax based product, and it was beeswax and like some other shit. So I'm like, okay, at least beeswax, maybe that is the you know, problematic ingredient. It turns out it actually was. So this worked. You melt some coconut oil down. You get a butter knife and you proceed. You like dip the butter knife into the molten coconut oil and you have to like simultaneously like melt. You have to simultaneously melt the wax in the crack of your vagine and use the butter knife to kind of like wedge it open. It was a fucking nightmare. It took me 45 minutes to unstick my labias. And then at that point, I was like half waxed. Like I had hair here, but not there. It, it was just a really fucked up situation. I was like traumatized. So I was like, I can't move forward with the wax. I can't go down this road again. Like what happens if I like glue my asshole shut? Like then we're in a real problem because that area is kind of difficult to reach. And also I don't want to fucks with like getting a butter knife in my butthole. Like not my thing. If it's your thing, great, but it's not my fucking thing. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to stop this nonsense here. And we're going to go back to a razor and uh, some shaving cream like a normal human being. And I proceeded to like clean up the rest of my of my areas and get the hair that needed to be gotten. But I was left with this, <laughs> with this like crusty sugar wax shit like all over my vagina for I, the next 48 hours. Like, I took a super hot bath, like, tried to melt it off. It was just, like, not budging. Guys, it was a nightmare. Moral of the story, do not wax your own vagina. I don't care if you actually get, like, a wax thing with the kit and the strips. Just don't. Just don't do it. It's a cautionary tale. We're going to start a support group. I know there are more of you out there. We are survivors, and we need to share our story. So if you have glued your vagina together in a tragic waxing accident, I need to hear about it, mostly so I can just make myself feel better. But also, we're going to start a support group, and if we get enough people, maybe we can get jackets. So am I the only one that missed this um, Las Vegas sex island party? Back in June or July that was happening in Las Vegas. Guys, for $4,500, for the modest price of $4,500, you, my dear friend, my dear sexually repressed friend, 
can fly to Las Vegas. Um, only 50 tickets are available, so it's a very exclusive event. Fly to Las Vegas, check yourself into an undisclosed hotel. Itinerary will be provided to you upon booking. Have access to two women per day uh, for four days. I believe this is a, or I'm sorry, three days. This is a uh, long weekend type event. You have two girls per day to have an all out, all expenses paid, fuck fest. Strict condom policy will be enforced. Um, Wi-Fi is included. All alcohol is uh, is free. It is included with the price of your ticket. Uh, this is a marijuana-friendly environment, so if you decide to partake, that is totally fine. And swapping, uh, swapping amongst guests is is uh, is permitted. So if you don't like the two hoes that you got, you can switch to somebody else and uh, get that you know big titted amputee that you've always fantasized about. What the fuck is going on? How is this a thing? I'm literally reading this from for the from the website. You get two bitches a day for three days. Swap amongst your friends. You know what? I'm gonna take it. Uh, uh, I want to take a, a whack at the big, the big titted milf. You can have uh, this blonde, you know, boyish figured hoe over here. Maybe we'll switch back, you know, around 8 p.m. Like, let me go a couple rounds. What the fuck is this? Listen, I know it's Vegas. I love Las Vegas. I, in general, like in my formative days, I was a complete degenerate, like a complete complete degenerate like not not on the uh on the straight and narrow as they say whatsoever but I am reformed I am reformed but you put this bitch in Las Vegas and I am walking the strip at 7 a.m wide the fuck awake after a bender at the Cosmopolitan Hotel at the Chandelier Bar in Marquee I'm at the pool party I'm on the Ferris wheel puking my brains out like Give me all the free alcohol trying to fleece these nasty old men for their money, but, like, not give them the pussy. Like, I am a fucking degenerate in Las Vegas, but for, like, a couple days, right? But I am nowhere near this level of fucked up. This is, like, I mean, I know Vegas. It's Vegas, like, Sin City, anything goes. Prostitution, all the things. But, like, can we keep it on, like, back page? Do we need to come out with, like, a full... You know, a fully sanctioned and advertised and funded event for this. I mean, maybe this is like the mom and me. Maybe this is the like the pearl clutching that happens a little bit now. But like, goddamn, y'all are wiling out. I know it's Corona. You haven't been able to get on Grinder and Bumble and do all the things, whatever a Bumble is. I don't even know anymore. Dating apps are something that has have absolutely eluded me. And it's so weird because it's such a huge part of my generation, but I know nothing about them because I met my husband literally right when Tinder was becoming a thing. And I know fucking nothing about what it means to like be on a dating app or meet people on a dating app or whatever. Anyway, I know the one nine has taken everybody's everybody down and there's no, there's no, you know, fuck boyness happening there's no fuck girlness happening or you know maybe very little or it's at least put you know a dent in your roster for sure like there's only so much facetime sexy people can be having until it gets a little bored and a little stale but for vegas the vegas people to come out with an event like this is simultaneously genius 
and fucking disgusting. It does say that STD uh, tests are, are uh, you know, everybody, they make sure that everybody is STD free. Also, like I said, strict uh, condom policy being enforced. But Jesus, Mary and Joseph, you know what? I got to hand it to them. I, I'm not, I'm like, I am appalled, but I'm not mad. Like this is, you know, there's, like I say, there is, there is supply for this because there is demand for this and never underestimate the level of horny motherfucker that, you know, Bob at the grocery store actually is because he's the dude buying this shit. You know what, everybody? Fuck and fuck freely. Have a great time if you go, if you went, if there's going to be some kind of follow-up event. I need to know about it. I need all the details. I want to know who you penetrated, how many times a day were you having sex, were condoms used, was there other drugs? Of course there's other drugs. It's fucking Vegas. Clearly cocaine will be flowing as well as probably methamphetamine. But I need to know. I need more details. If you're out there, if you're listening to this, please let me know. Now, if you're like me and you are ready to smash your head through a plate glass window and ready to start sniffing glue, ready to put your head in an oven because you are so fucking bored during the black abyss that is uh, the, what are we in now, 10th, 11th month of quarantine, one of the most underrated public platforms to indulge yourself in Get yourself a, a nice a nice martini, a nice cocktail of your choosing, uh, maybe some grapefruit juice, I don't know, pina colada, whatever, whatever, uh, what's your whistle? The most underrated public platform is Venmo. I'm telling you, get yourself a nice glass of Chardonnay tuck yourself in on your L-shaped couch and just start scrolling away through people's public Venmo transactions. I don't know why I get off so hard on doing this, but it is like, I feel, I feel like it's the, the social media that nobody is meant to see right? Like you, you know, you go for a spa day with your, with your gals or you, um, you know, split a, split a flatbread on, on your mom's birthday, whatever the hell it is. No one, you, you're not thinking when you're sending someone a Venmo, you know, for $13 that you're going to be acknowledged publicly for it. Does that make sense? It's just, it's the most intimate, exchange that we have on a public platform and no one really realizes it's there. You scrolling through and people are like so hilarious like oh here's $7 for a foot job. <laughs> it's stupid, it's tired. Nothing is more exposing, nothing is more telling. When you send someone a Venmo, you don't necessarily go, you know, to a place in your mind where it's like, oh, somebody's going to see this. This, you know, should I should I actually request this $3 from Frank for, you know, this hot dog that we got from street meat stand outside the club? Hmm, maybe not. Maybe I should just eat that once. I don't look like a little bitch boy. But no, that's not what happens. You can just scroll 
for days. It is just so gratifying to go and just see like who's paying whom. I don't know. It's just, it's very, it's very interesting to see. It's very interesting to look through and to know who, oh, it's like, I didn't even know you were friends. You guys went out for flatbreads the other night. That's weird. I don't know. It's just so, there's something about it. I am not into social media. Like, it's just, it's not my thing. Um, I have to be very deliberate. I have to very really, like, consciously go in and, like, post things. I'm not even good at it right now. But, like, I have to, like, very consciously do it. Like, my instinct, my immediate reaction when something happens isn't to go, like, you know, let me post this on Instagram or let me go on Snapchat and make sure I get this. I am a very, like, uncurated human being. I don't know. There's something about the Instagram, the whole, it feels very, it feels very, very slimy to me. I'm not a fan, but Venmo gets my whistle wet, wet. I cannot be on leather furniture. I shouldn't be in the car when I'm doing this. I sink myself into my little L-shaped couch, my little nook, make myself a dirty martini and just live my best life. It's like something you're not supposed to, it feels a little naughty and voyeuristic, which I love. Maybe that's my kink. Venmo, it just does something to me. Can I talk about something that really upsets me? And I know that everybody is going through this journey of you know, evolution and self-discovery. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we have just crossed the great beyond barrier into the age of Aquarius and we we're all becoming more enlightened and self-assured and higher vibrational beings. Bella Hadid adjacent ass bitch hijack this body positivity movement. I am going to blow up your house. You know what? I am all for women who have less than ideal bodies. And by ideal bodies, I mean normal bodies. I mean women who are just human beings who don't have massive weight problems, who should never be made to feel like they are fat or too thick or too this or too that. I'm sorry that Instagram now makes us all feel like we should have like teeny tiny little waist fat ass hips, fat ass ass, thick thighs, eyes like a brat doll, giant lips, tiny nose, blonde hair, blue eyes, all of this bullshit. I don't subscribe to that at all. Thank God I have always been someone who is extremely physically self-confident. Even in my worst moments, mama is thick right now and quarantine thick does not even begin to cover it. I've had two kids. I went through puberty. I have a giant ass and that is not that is not a flex. Like my ass is huge. Um, it's just genetic. I it's you look at all the women in my family. We're all built like Mack trucks. Like it's just what it is. And if I see Bella Hadid, Candace Swaniopal, how the fuck you say her name, this supermodel or that supermodel or some insta ho. Who is who is see-through and concave? Post a bloat picture and with a caption that says something like, "Look at me, guys! I'm just like you. I get bloated too." It's like, bitch. Number one, did you think that we didn't think that you were normal? I, I'm sorry, I don't understand like the idolization of these people. They are human beings. They are human beings. Listen, I'm a fangirl. 
for Martha Stewart. I'm a fangirl for Alton Brown. I may fangirl for, I don't know, who else? Rihanna? Oh, my God. I would do weird, disgusting things to Rihanna. But at the end of the day, I'd be able to fucking compose myself and act like a normal fucking person because guess what? She is also a normal fucking person. You just happen to know who she is. You know the picture. Like, they're hunched over, like the hunchback of Notre Dame, trying to get a role in there, trying to... Look, if I stand normal, my ass looks weird, just like yours. It's like, your ass is perfect. And that's fine. I am not begrudging anybody their perfect ass. If you bought it, if you paid for it, if you worked for it, I don't give a fuck. Great. Good for you. But please stop. Like, lean into it. Lean into the flex. I'm perfect and I know it. Wonderful. Amazing. Good for you. I am so happy for you. I want to see that. I am not one of these people that's like, oh my God, this, these things are unattainable. They should not be put on Instagram. This is giving little girls bad ideas about beauty standards. And you know what? Part of that is absolutely true. But also, it's not unattainable. Is it unattainable to get rid of your hip dips if you have hip dips? Absolutely. I don't know why this is a fucking thing. It drives me insane. Hip dips? Oh, you mean you have a problem with the ratio of the shape of your pelvis, your iliac crest, to the length of your hip socket, the distance to your hip socket? You have a problem with that now? Really? I used to think it was just fat and skinny. Now we've got, like, bone issues and orthopedic problems. It's like, what, like what, what has this world come to? What has this world come to? Like, why are we judging ourselves in this way? Why are we measuring our – And I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to go on a rant and act like, like I'm some kind of, like, self-help guru because I'm not. I am toxic at best, but this really pisses me off because it's like, you know what? There are some women out there that they are actually on Instagram to, like, really – to spread some kind of positive vibe, right? It's like, look at me. I am – extremely average. Mediocre is my middle name. I love beige food. I love a vodka. I drink all of the strawberry daiquiris. Great. Good for you. Live that life. Just be an authentic human being. I hate this constantly curated. Oh my god. Look at me. I'm such a mess. Like someone just beat the fuck out of your face. Please stop with I'm such a mess. I have been on set for 10 hours. We just shot this campaign for Adidas and I just, I'm, I'm so tired. I'm like, I wake up looking like Post Malone every fucking day. And that is not an exaggeration. Once I'm done having children, I am getting a face full of filler. I am getting some serious Botox done. I am getting rid of this baby weight. And your girl is going to be a bad fucking bitch. When it's snatched, it's real good. But right now, it's not real good. I have been locked up in the house with two kids, a husband, and a love of cooking. And... Being in a first world country where I can have deli groceries delivered to me, like literally there's an app on your phone. I could be like, I would love uh, a bell pepper, a package of chicken, and a black forest cake. Can you have that here in two hours? Great. I have spent so much money on groceries during quarantine. It's disgusting. But it's all I can fucking do is cook and eat and then repeat. And maybe shampoo and shower every once in a while. I am 
thick, okay? It's cool though because your weight does not define you. And if anybody tries to tell you that it does, please give them a swift kick in the ass because we are not living that life anymore. And if I see one more of you skinny ass woke bitches trying to like showcase, look at me, I'm a normal person just like you. I am going to drive to your house. I will burn it down. I will kill your whole family. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do any of these things. But if I was going to, that's what I would do because you are abhorrent. You are embarrassing and you need to fucking stop. You are so transparent. It's not even funny and I hate you. I'm sorry that was too much. But y'all, that's it for me this week. I am uh, going to go jerk off to my destinations of a lifetime book. I am dying for travel. I want to go to Paris where they're assholes to me. I want to go to Africa on safari. I want to go <clears throat> to, I don't care. I would literally go to an orphanage in Malawi right now and just have a grand old fucking time doing it. I can't deal. I can't stay here anymore. I'm so thankful my husband and I got one more international trip out like literally literally right as corona was emerging it was last february we went to iceland it was amazing um but i need to get the fuck out of here i swear to god once the shit ends i am going to be out of office for six weeks and i'm going to europe with or without my family um go rate us five stars and subscribe i love you instagram gina glazamitsky at this is cheaper than therapy and I will talk to you hookers uh, next week. Bye.